Welcome back to Mitten Sports Hub Podcast. This is episode 11. 11, baby. Let's go. These are your hosts, Devin DeWitt and Austin King. You know, we're here to give you some news, some insights, everything on Michigan sports or just in the world of sports. You know, whatever we're feeling and whatever's out there. And I know it's, it sounds like a broken record, but, you know, there's not much going on right now in Michigan sports. And we're just in a dull, you know, standstill where our teams aren't good. You know, we're not we're, – I mean, we're seeing some young talent, you know, show, but obviously they're they're young. They're not going to be putting up 30 points a game like Sadiq Bey should be. Just kidding. He's doing great. It's 6-3 today in the first quarter. Oh, yeah, he did. He's a beast. And, I mean, he has a – like a couple of games ago, he had four points. You know, it, it it's just stuff like that. You'll It's it's just growing pains. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll pan out. But um, we get we got a little, you know, here and there to go over um, a little bit of Michigan football spring game, what we're kind of thinking and you no know, touching on Xavier Worthy, um, just the Detroit Tigers, what they're up to, especially Miggy, baby. You know, Austin. Yeah. If you've been following along. Austin's a big Miggy milestone mania boy over there. Not going to hit it. Um, and then, you know, we're going to touch on little Red Wings. And of course, you know, we got a little update on our little mock draft. NFL draft extraordinaire that will be hosting on Thursday, April 29th. And we'll get into that at the end. I'll be putting on Instagram kind of the rules, what's going on about it. Live Zoom. It's it's gonna be fun. Please join. It's it's a blast. You did it last year with just a handful of buddies, and it was fun. And I was the winner. So I'm I'm hopefully gonna, you know, spread the wealth to everyone else, but we'll see how it goes. But first. Michigan football, Austin. You want you want to kick it off? I mean, what what are your thoughts on Xavier Worthy? You know, it sucks. Him and Giles Jackson gone. I, I once Giles Jackson was gone, I was like, yeah, Xavier's gone too. That's my reason he came. But yeah, I mean, uh, first I'll talk about like the the spring game just happened. Apparently, there's no fans there. Uh, I don't think any media was allowed in. But from what everybody was saying, it looks like. The running backs look pretty good. The offensive line looks pretty decent. JJ's had his moments over the spring, but it looks like Cade's the guy going into fall, about as expected. But, yeah, Giles Jackson, I'm not too wor- worried about the Giles Jackson move. We have, like, three other guys that do the exact same thing with Henning and Sanistrill. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Providing the speed and stuff. But Worthy was a little bit bigger of a loss because he's a, he's a big-time recruit. Got him – uh, versus Alabama, but yeah, and he brings size and speed, which is a big combo. But at the same time, we still have Ronnie Bell coming back. We have Andrew Anthony. There's uh Christian Dixon, Roman Wilson. Christian Dixon and Andrew Anthony, I think, are like six three, six two. Uh, so I mean, we still have and uh, so we still have size. We still have speed. It it's a big loss because he's a, he's a big time recruit, like I said, but at the same time, it's not, I'm not too worried because we're still pretty stacked at the wide receiver position. I would, I, wouldn't since, say, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm worried. I just, I just don't like the fact of losing top guys, you know, and, and I sent you a tweet earlier and I'll go over it uh, from RJ young on Twitter. And it's it here, here it is. The statement is Ohio state signed the number one wide receiver in 2021. Ohio state signed the number one wide receiver in 2020. Ohio State signed the number two receiver in 2019, and none of them are Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr., or Jackson Smith. And that just shows, like, they're they they they're keeping guys. They don't know how to develop top talent. 
Hey, shut up. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we can, they can keep them. We can't even keep them. We can't keep anyone. And it's, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. And like you were saying, we're just an average program right now. And that's the worst place to be. And it's, it's, it's yeah. not, it's not fun. That's why no, we're basketball Yeah. Being, basketball yeah. Being, yeah, we're a basketball school now. Being an average team in any sport is really bad, but being an average team in college football where there's no draft to build upon where you can't just like be like, all right, we're just going to lose on purpose and tank. You need to be good every single year. And it's, <clears throat> this could like this, uh, stretch here could affect us for the next five to 10 years, depending on like, it depends on how we, this year's a, a huge, enormous year. And like I was talking about with the spring game, the safeties, I saw they were doing really good, but the corners still look really, really bad. And if they play like they did at all last year, then we'll be lucky to get to go seven and five, six and six. And if we don't, oh, yeah. if we, if we are that bad, Oh man, that's, we're going to lose we're probably going to lose guys to the portal again. We're going to lose our whole coaching staff probably. And it's just going to be a next. So it just would have been a waste of a year. And that won't, which I already think it was. I mean, I think this year is going to be a waste. Of and Harbaugh's not going to do anything. The only, really the only person on offense I'm super excited to see ball out is Haskins. I'm ready to see him just all the hell out. I'm, I'm ready to see all three of them really him, Corum and Edwards. They're going to be, a, a dynamic trio, I think. I think they're going to oh, be. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. the offensive line. The offensive line yeah. is going to be stacked. Yeah. That, and I, mean, I have no question about that. Yeah. And it, it's going to, even losing like a guy like Jalen Mayfield, it sounds like guys are just stepping in for him. Uh, and it, it, that's a good sign. So, I mean, if, if those three can get going and be like the best running, because it looks like the best running back trio in the, in the conference. I mean, I don't know very many conferences that can go three deep at running back, but. At the same time, who's going to be uh, handing it to him? Who's going? To, is he going to be consistent? How's the defense going to be? And that's that's the big question marks. Yeah, and like I said, this year is not going to be enjoyable to watch. I think. I mean, it's football. I guess it's. I I said I'm not going to watch a game. I, <laughs> I'm going to stick to it until I see them actually do something. We'll see. We'll but, see um, when they play Giles Jackson in uh, Washington. Yeah. Oh, is that opener? Isn't it? I th- uh, no, I think we got Western, but then I think it's game two. Oh, okay. Well, uh, don't worry. I look at the stat line, you know, to see how bad we did and stuff like that. But no, it, 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 but that that offensive line though is going to be sick. It's it's yeah, going it, to be good. You got Zintner. You got Keegan. Um, who's that one um, offensive tackle? Oh, Stuber. Hayes. Oh, Stuber. Oh, Hayes too. Yeah. Yeah, and it and it looks like we're gonna have Raheem Anderson, the freshman, start at center, which should be pretty first one since Caesar Ruiz. That worked out pretty well. Uh, but yeah, it. Why not? What, what about that best artist or whatever? I think he's gonna be a guard. I could be wrong. Oh really? But, oh, I thought I thought I saw he's gonna be a center. Or maybe Anderson will be a guard. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, if that offensive line is good. That'll be huge for the quarterback because they don't have to worry about getting hit. The running game will be great this year. And so then it's all setting up. We have good receivers all setting up for a big year for a quarterback. But the question is, who is it going to be and how good are they going to be? But that won't even matter because they're going to give up 35, 40 points a game this year again. So, oh, which is going to be more. 
which is going to lead to more injuries on the offense because yeah. they're going to be out there all the time because the defense is going to give up nine play drives for a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, just, be- <laughs> it's just going to be a frustrating season. Hopefully there's the offense can give some kind of excitement. Maybe Donovan Edwards has a big year and JJ starts at some point and we can have a reason to watch, but sure. I don't know. At that point where I just want to see all the young guys play. I don't really care. Yeah, exactly. The record's going to suck. Just play the young guys. Yeah. It's like this is like the year when uh, when Spade got hurt and then O'Corn was bad and then we had to throw in Brandon Peters and then oh, yeah. we got Shea Patterson. This is what that year feels like, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> because we actually went eight and five or whatever that year, but still, this, this feels worse than that. Yeah. Because at least there is hope with Rashawn Gary and Devin Bush, but yeah, no, no. no hope on defense. Nope, not at all. Except Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, true. He's always fun to watch. Yeah, good to see him going to be healthy, hopefully. Yeah. But we'll see. Obviously, as we get closer, we'll learn more and about this depressing season coming up. But Oh, Dax Hill. I forgot about Dax Hill. He. Oh, yeah. How can we fit about man? The man. He's our best player. The only guy who can yeah. do a shit. That's another thing that we need to talk about. He, How is he not a corner? How is the, How are they? <sighs> he's our best cover guy, and they're putting him at safety every game. Every time they put him in the sl- or at nickel or wherever in coverage, he's making a play on the ball. But when he's at safety, he can't really make a play on the ball when they're throwing No, No, he'll make a play on the ball, on the ball, but it's 30 yards down the field because that's yeah. the cornerbacks can't cover. Exactly. Like that Rutgers game where he had that pick. Yeah. He was like, whatever. He, he needs to be a cornerback. But yeah, he might be a better safety in the next level, but he's our best cornerback. And I don't know why he's not playing cornerback. Well, I mean, saying he's the best cornerback isn't saying much because we don't have True. cornerbacks. But, but in the grand scheme, he's a great player. Yeah. Phenomenal player. He'll First be fun pick. Oh, I agree. If he – if yeah. 100%. Especially if his defense doing bad and he's just making all the plays. He'll be, he get a lot of spotlight. That's why he's not going to be transferring. He's like, hey, I'm getting, getting yeah. 12 tackles, two picks every couple of games. Give me I'm, my I'm money. Gonna, yeah, give me my money, baby. Um, but no, we'll see. And I'll lean on you to watch the game and tell me what happens. But under the Tigers, you know, they've kind of, you know, come back down a bit, you know, kind of what we're thinking. You know, Akil Bedu is you know, he's isn't the god that we thought he was. Obviously, no one thought this is going to be sustainable, but it's fun while it lasted. And hopefully, who knows? It's, maybe it's just having a little, little drought. And yeah. I think went 0 for 4 last game. But he was 0 for, I think he was 0 for 11 this weekend. Uh, his average dropped over 100 points. I mean, this is what happens to every good young player who has a big. Well, look at, look at Tatis right now. For now, Tatis, he's playing like yeah. garbage. I mean, he's hurt, but. Uh, doesn't but matter. uh but i mean i'm just saying like it, this is what happens when the league f- figures out how to pitch you you yeah. got the spotting report out he's never faced big league pitching before so i mean even if he doesn't overcome this it was a fun it was fun to watch gave some excitement but the tigers have been relatively exciting to watch this year uh they've got they hit a lot of home runs they strike out a ton but they hit a lot of home runs they're getting some pretty good starts out of their uh out of Boyd, especially Mize had two really, really good ones, especially the one in Houston where he went seven innings. Uh, but he kind of roll, uh, had a bad start the last one, but he, he gave up three home runs, but he did bounce back and finished five strong. So that, that was a pretty, pretty, uh, 
encouraging to see him kind of battle back and shut things down at the end there. But And then Scooble got kicked out of the rotation. Looks like he's going to be in the bullpen for a second because Spencer Turnbull's back. But, you know, good. I mean, Spencer Turnbull is a pretty good pitcher too. He might be a part of the future, so it would be cool to see him pitch. But, yeah, the, the Tigers kind of falling off. Bullpen looks really, really bad, especially yeah. Jimenez. Oh, my God. What <laughs> is that? wrong with Jimenez, man? I have no idea. He's supposed to be the closer of the future. Yeah, that, that didn't happen. Wait, he had like four walks a couple games ago. Yeah, I think in like less than an inning. Yeah. In t- t- out of the 10 batters he's faced, he's walked seven of them. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. That's nuts. Yeah, it's bad. No, but I would agree, dude. Boyd, he he's – I mean, we knew Boyd was good coming into it, and he's obviously still good. And mm-hmm. it's something where you think, okay, are they actually going to get something for him at the trade deadline? Like, are yeah. they actually going to pull the trigger – I mean, we could have the uh, not last year, but the year before, we could have gotten Clint Frazier from the Yankees. But uh, Tigers said they wouldn't do it unless we got Glaber Torres, which yeah. is kind of starting to turn like a bad decision on the Yankees' part because he's so bad <laughs> defensively. But I mean, I would Yankees are just brutal right now. Yeah, yeah, the Yankees look bad, but they'll probably end up bouncing back. But still, I don't think they're going to even come. Cl- they're nowhere close to the Dodgers, and I think it's showing this showing this like a little stretch yeah that dodgers padres series all those highlights oh. and all the intensity oh that's what makes baseball so fun yes and, and it's gonna happen again this weekend oh, that was that was fun to watch you got trevor bauer out there yeah. strutting his stuff you got Kershaw talking ish oh love to see it that's it was like a playoff it was like playoff baseball in April, and I loved it. That's what that's what baseball needs to get back to For fans real. watching. You know, just like football. You know, yeah. let they, players they, be them. Let players be yep. themselves and instead of robots all the time. I agree. You know what else is cool is when Hinch goes out and beats his uh, old team and sweeps them. Sweeps them. That's, that's pretty yeah, sweet that too. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Hinch a lot actually. I I loved that hire because he. He knows, even though they did cheat their way, he knows what it takes to win a World Series. He it was he was a pretty good catcher back in the day. Maybe not like a really, really good one, but a decent one. Good enough. He knows what he's talking about. He's a former player, so he can help out this pitching staff. They had good pitchers in Houston when he was there. Uh, they, have, they had good hitters, even though they knew what pitch was coming. It still takes some kind of skill to hit. But uh, so he 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 was a good hire for for where we are now oh yeah no he, he was and he'll pan out for the future as well and mm-hmm. he'll, he'll develop players that you know will need the developing and be fine and obviously no, you can't base anything off him for the next couple of years just because we're in a rebuilding um but no it it was a good hire and it's always good to see the astros lose especially now yeah, especially. Yeah, now. and Miguel Cabrera is supposed to come back next week, so hopefully. You need it, man. You you need him back if you want to hit those milestones. You need it. I'm confident. Back. I'm confident. He'll be fine. When I saw that report, though, I called Austin right away. <laughs> you know, I was like, you see that? You see it? I knew it. Isn't that Even though it's, probably, it's not, like, breaking news because obviously it's going to happen no matter what. But, yeah. He'll be fine. He'll still play, like, 140. <laughs> No, he's not playing 140, especially when he's playing first base. He, he'll play 120 at most. Um, but to another team that's in a rebuild, the Detroit Red Wings, you know, 
not much going on there. You know, that trade with Vermant or with Mantha, solid trade. I thought got a first round pick, second round pick, got Brana, who actually first game goal, solid, solid. Um, but I mean, he's also been lighting up the capital. I was thinking four games, he's got four goals. So good for yeah. him. It's always good to see him. I mean, obviously, you know, it, you, hate, you hate to trade someone who, you know, it's been a Red Wing and also who you know is going to have a good future. But right now, it, it, it it's a waste of him. You might as well get draft capital. And it, I think everyone thought it was a great pick. I didn't see one person on Twitter, one analysis or analyst or anything be like, oh, that was a bad trade for the Red Wings. They're like, oh, the Red Wings won that trade. I mean, they got four bodies for one. You can't beat that in any league, even if it's, you know, a third round pick and a four. It, you, that's four bodies who can potentially. Especially for, yeah, especially for somebody who's been like pretty decently con- inconsistent the last yep. couple of years. So, no, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, to get, especially, and a first round pick for him too. That's great trade by Steve Eisenman. But I mean, it kind of shows like this is going to be a long term rebuild type thing, not like a, a year or two will be good, but yeah, I mean, you know more about the the hockey stuff. So, I mean, I'll leave it to you to give opinions, but I liked, I liked it to get those picks for, for a guy who really hasn't, I don't know, like lived up to the, the big, big time scorer label that he had yeah. coming out of the draft. No, I mean, he was someone who you could root for, man. I, I always, yeah. I always like watching him, especially you know. I mean, when he was on the Red Wings, they really weren't much. You know, he's been in here for the rebuilding stage. That sucks because he's a, he's a solid guy and he's gonna help mm-hmm. the Capitals possibly win again this year. I don't know. I mean, I've been, I haven't been as paying attention as much as I'd like to for hockey this year, um, but I, I know he's gonna do something. And obviously, he's already done some four games, four goals. But kind of looking at the future, I mean. They just signed Lucas Raymond to a three-year deal, which is awesome for the 21-22 season. So you know you're going to see him in Grand Rapids next year. Most likely see him, you know, in Detroit next year as well, and hopefully with Cider and Valeno as well. Um, I mean, though Valeno, I mean not Valeno, but Cider and Raymond, they're in the top five prospects, you know, in the league right now. Those are two guys who are actually going to help this team progress to a winning culture. And seeing all these, you know, highlights on Cider and oh, on Twitter and overseas, I mean, he is – he's a beast, man. Like, he's going up against guys his size who he's just dominating. Like, he – they run into him and he's just a brick wall. Damn. Or he's got some crazy pass and crazy – he's a beast. You know, that's somewhere – like – and I'm not exaggerating. You know, we grew up with Nick Lidstrom, and when Nick Lidstrom retired – Everyone's like, oh, Cronwell is a Nick Lidstrom. Don't worry, the next sweet, he's going to be just like him. And everyone was super hyped because you just got Cronwell. That was literally all he's done in his career. That was literally it. That was the peak, and everything else was a spiral downhill. He was a disappointment, which sucks because he, that that hit was awesome and just something to live by. But when I see Cider, I'm like, okay, this is someone, and I'm not comparing him to Nick Lidstrom because Nick Lidstrom is the greatest defenseman of all time. But it's somewhere you could be like, this guy's got potential. He's going to be some guy who can be like Hironic, with Hironic. You know, they're both righties, so I don't know if they'll be in the same lineup. But those two defensive defensemen on the line, they, it, could, it could build something, especially because we haven't had good defensemen, you know, on the Red Wings in quite some time. And that's been one of the downfalls. That's why we, you know, let up four or five goals a game most, most season. Yeah. But – 
And then with Lucas Raymond coming in, that's going to be – he, in my opinion, he's going to be a superstar. He's going to be a beast. He's fast. He lo- I mean, unfortunately, he got injured early in his season. But, you know, he's coming back, I think, in the next couple of weeks. Or he's already back. I haven't really checked. But, you know, seeing him play, he's fun to watch. And with him, Valeno, you know, it, it's kind of like – Maybe I'm getting overhyped just because, you know, I thought Zadino was going to be good just because he was projected to be like a top five pick and we got him pretty, you know, later than that. But I don't know. I Zadino has improved much, but, you know, Lucas Raymond, from what I've seen, you know, playing over in Sweden, I mean, he's like a beast. Yeah. He looks like an absolute yeah. beast. Yeah. It just it sucks for him, though, because he's always going to be com- – he was drafted fourth overall when he should have had the first pick. So he's always going to be compared to, like, <laughs> the Farnier and – Byfield and uh, that Schulte. Well, hey, hey, he's already bypassed Byfield in prospect. Oh, has he? He did. That's good. I want to say I want to say cider cider's number one, and I think Raymond's number three. Dang! So that's a that's a good sign then. If if he's already maybe it'll be he's been injured. Oh, you know he had less time to prove it too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's a great like good competitive guy who wants to be better than like oh you're saying that i shouldn't have been picked with those top three it was a top three heavy draft <laughs> watch me so hopefully yeah hopefully he uh lives up to that hype no i agree and anyone playing you know in the early i mean it's it's tough competition obviously bigger ice you know you can move a lot more you know less hits but see how it translates over here to smaller ice and nhl but i think he'll be fine you know like i said we'll He'll be in Grand Rapids next year, but it would be nice to see him and Cider and Valino both come, you know, to the big leagues next mm-hmm. year and see what they got. But who knows? Um, so that was hockey talk. That's the first time we've talked about hockey, I think, in a while. I think Isn't it was. It? I think it's the first time. Is it the first time we've talked about hockey? I think so. That's nice. You know, I kind of like talking about hockey. I just wish there was something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sad. But – no, um, on to, you know, probably the thing where we've been anticipating since we started this podcast, you know, a few months back and the, you got the NFL draft, you know, we, we started this right around the Super Bowl, his podcast. And as Lions fans, we all know the NFL draft is our Super Bowl. It's something where we can only look forward to because we're never in the playoffs. And what we got in store for all of you listeners and all you fans is a nice little draft party, a little live Zoom competition for the ages. It's pretty simple. You know, you, you, you got the top 10 picks already lined up right now. Trades don't matter. You don't pick the trades. You just find out and you think who is going to be in the top 10 and you list them out. You know, Trevor Lawrence at one, Zach Wilson at two. Say you think Quiddy pays going three. You put them there. You email us your list. And there's a point structure. And I'll, I'll describe it more on our Instagram and, you know, the point values and stuff like that. But it's fun. Me and Austin will be together. First you know, time. First time. In-person in show. And, it, and it's an in-person show. We'll be on Zoom together, and hopefully, you know, we got 20-plus other people on as well, and we can have a nice Thursday night draft party via Zoom, you know, coronavirus-free, you know, sanitized up, 
you know, having a grand old time celebrating the greatest day in football in the spring. I'll be half vaccinated too. So, I mean, you don't have to worry about oh, me bringing it to you. Even better. Austin's <laughs> half vaccinated. Let's go. No, but, but for real, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, we'll be putting up our last mock draft, you know, our kind of final prediction, but who knows? It, our, our picks for Thursday might change a little bit. You know, we don't know, but on Sunday we'll have our final mock draft up. We'll get a podcast going about it. You know, a nice little 30 minute podcast just kind of going through what we thought, maybe a little more, maybe a little longer, more in detail. Who knows? See how, see how it flows. But we want you to be there on Thursday. We want to enjoy the NFL draft with you and we want to have some fun. And don't you worry, alcoholic beverages are allowed to be consumed over Zoom. You know, it's a Thursday night. What you got to do on a Friday? You might have to work. We all got to work Friday. But it's not like you have to drive home. Exactly. You know what? That's what I love to hear. You don't have to drive home. You're on Zoom in the comfort of your house, watching the NFL draft with a bunch of other NFL fanatics, enjoying time and rooting and hoping that your picks get picked. It's going to be fun. We hope you can be there. We really do. All right, that was, that, like. was that. Yeah, that was that was a little hype up. You know, that was a little hype above it. Ho- hopefully, hyped you up. Yeah, yeah, I'm hype. I'm ready. Oh. oh, I'm so pumped. I'm, I'm hoping for a trade back. You know, maybe a nice little trade back to the Patriots. They want Mac Jones. I don't know. Wait, we get we get another first round pick for next year. That would be sick. Turn to the Miami Dolphins. Hey, I mean, maybe maybe we trade back to Denver. We still have a top 10 pick. We can still oh, get who we want pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And then get what? If we trade back to Denver, theoretically, what you think a second round pick? I'm hearing one? Micah per- Parsons first round. Oh, you're talking about who we would get from the trade? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably like a second rounder. Maybe uh, I know San Francisco when they traded back uh, from two to three a couple years ago for uh, when Bears wanted Chubisky. They got like a first. A second and a third. I, I think. But that was two to three. That wasn't seven to nine. Fair, fair. You know, like if if like let's say one to two, like for Trevor Lawrence, that would be like a yeah. haul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, how much do you want to want a quarterback? You might yeah, have to no, give us hundred percent. I agree. I agree. So I mean, especially it, because Car- you know Carolina doesn't need one, and so they're going to be shopping that pick around. Yeah, Patriots want one. Yep. Washington wants one. Chicago wants one. You got to trade up. You, you might not be able to sit at nine and wait. Nope. Oh, no. Denver's going to have to trade up if they if they want some other than Drew Locke, which they yeah. should. Unless they yeah. just want to sell for Trey Lance. I mean, that's... I mean, Drew Locke has proven he's not a no. he's not an NFL quarterback. Just no. even off the field stuff with the whole not wearing a mask when his teammate has COVID yeah. situation. I mean, just... Yeah, you just... I mean, you just... He's immature. He's, yeah, immature on and off the field. So, I mean, we'll no, no, we'll see. but yeah, no, we, we look forward to next Thursday. Um, we look forward to, you know, our mock draft podcast and we hope you guys enjoy it as much as we do. You know, all you football fans and lion fans. And um, we look forward to talking to y'all, but you know, as always, thank you for listening. You know, we appreciate it. I know we've been a little, you know, lacking on the podcast lately. A lot's been going on. I just bought a house. Austin's going through school, yeah. working. I mean, life's happening. And it's a little, you know, if it was if it was football season, there'd be no excuses. 
there'd be no excuses. But we're going to get back in the groove, especially once the draft happens. Football's back on its way. Baseball's going to be in the thing, swing of things. NHL playoffs, NBA, it, it'll be fun. But as always, you know, give us some criticism, positive, negative, whatever. We, we want to do better for you, for us, and give you the best podcast possible. You know, here at Mint, Mint Sports Hub, we're all about the people. We're all about the people. But we hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Safety.